Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Southwest Virginia Fishing Report with Matt Riley. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing great, Marvin, just watching the rain come down. Yeah, I was uh, getting ready to say, you may have to build an ark in Abingdon. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, all the rain that we should have been getting the last couple months is all coming down right now. Uh, They're calling for about an inch and a half in Abingdon today. And uh, we've got, well, we've had, we had and have about a quarter of an inch projected every day um, earlier this week, all the way through sort of the beginning of next week. So uh, probably won't get all of it, but we're certainly going to get a lot. So we'll just have to see how things shake out. Yeah. And so, you know, it looks like fishing is going to be kind of messed up a little bit, right? A little bit. We'll have to you know, run around. We've got some options, um, you know, weirdly enough. I mean, we haven't had rain in so long that uh, I think a lot of the rain that we've had earlier this week and even right now is kind of just soaking into the ground a little bit. Um, you know, some of some of the, the smaller watersheds are, I mean, it barely reacted at all. Um, so it'll kind of just depend on what uh, probably more than anything what happens uh tonight the night we're recording yeah and so just so folks know we're recording on the 17th um so you know we'll see it's tuesday and i guess the trick is if you if you get a lot of water but you're still able to fish i imagine right it's going to probably you know put the fish on structure a little bit more yeah certainly if we have water coming up um, our smallmouth fishing will just be on average a lot closer to the bank yeah, and and that they'll also what they won't look up as much, right? And you've you've had a bait fish bite more than a topwater bite anyway this season too, right? Um, that's true uh, to a certain degree. I mean, still a lot of our big fish have come from uh, sight fishing opportunities that we've had with topwater bugs, um, and a lot of it just has to do with water clarity more than anything. You know, we're um, low to average. Um, in terms of summertime flows right now on the uh, on the news, so if uh, things come up a little bit, I mean we're we're running right around two thousand cubic feet, or at least we were, you know, yesterday and the day before. Um, so even if it if it comes up to five thousand, six thousand cubic feet, still very fishable. Um, if it's not dirty, um, it, top water is still very viable. You know, as long as you're you're relatively close to the bank and, um, and, and making a good splat to get those fish's attention. Um, I think actually last, uh, shoot, what was it? Last September, I had a, a friend of ours, um, Scott Smith from down in Charlotte. We were out fishing, um, and it was running about 6,000 cubic feet and he caught, uh, a 21 and a half inch fish on a topwater bug in the afternoon. So, it's uh, definitely still viable, uh, but yeah, on average, we've been uh, doing a lot more streamer fishing throughout the summer than we typically do um, on the new. So uh, it's probably, you know, like I've, I've been saying this summer, if you're fishing topwater and not getting the reaction you think you should, I wouldn't waste any time going subsurface. Yeah, absolutely. And interesting question came in over Instagram. Uh, and the listener, I don't have his real name, just have his avatar. So I'll just give you the question. Um, he wanted to know how the dam release schedule affects the bite on the lower New River. 
Oh man. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to start by saying there is no schedule. It's just kind of what, uh, what the, uh, those in control of this fighter dam want to do day in and day out, how they're generating power, um, how they're, you know, dealing with water coming into the lake, um, and controlling the water level there. Um, but generally speaking, um, I'll say, you know, smallmouth really do prefer, um, stable water um the ups and downs you know day to day are frustrating for the angler but for the fish um as well they they just kind of they never have time to set up anywhere um and get comfortable and and so if i had my choice i'd be fishing stable water every day now the last couple years that hasn't been um reality it hasn't been possible very often so you are sort of left with the choice between rising and falling water um rising water i prefer to falling water just because you know with just about any kind of river fishing you know rising water in uh especially in in heavy amounts tends to push fish to the bank rather than sort of pull them off the structure and, and sort of have them positioned more nebulously and, and, uh, moving around in the middle of the river. So if, uh, if you can watch the, the, uh, the release, uh, you know, pattern at, at Radford and see, you know, that it's coming up, uh, then, you know, that's, that's, it's a good time to get out there as long as you're in the piece of river where the water's coming up. And there's some, um, if you spend a lot of time on the river, you can kind of have a good idea of how long it takes for that kind of water to get to the different access points. Cause there are, there's shoot probably 80 or 90 miles of river, um, below Radford. So it's, uh, it takes it takes about a whole day for it to get from Bradford down to the West Virginia line. So, uh, depending on when during the day, um, you know, they make a stream flow adjustment, uh, dropping the water level or rising the water level. Um, that kind of that kind of dictates, you know, where um, where on the river that that. Uh, bump or drop of water is going to be the next day um, and like i said there's there's a there's a formula out there somewhere um it used to be posted at one of the boat ramps i haven't haven't seen it this year but um tell you how to kind of do some math to to you know optimize the situation that way the only the only time when i will avoid a rise in water is one if it's if it's just really large, you know, so say uh, the river's running 3,000 cubic feet and then all of a sudden Radford is at 10,000, uh, you can still go down a good ways on the river and fish a whole day and and not see that water. Um, you know, again, depending on when it was, it was bumped up. Um, also, if you've had stable water for, you know, a week or several days, um, and then there's a big bump. Even then, 
I, I still kind of prefer the stable water. So I'll try to find a piece of river uh, that that bump hasn't gotten to yet. So that's, uh, that's kind of what I do. Um, it's, it's frustrating and it's a little bit complicated, even if you do it every day. Um, so, you know, if it, if it feels overwhelming, um, I say just kind of ignore it sometimes. I mean, especially these days, uh, certain times of year and certainly last year and the year before, you know, that water was up and down, up and down, you know, sometimes a couple times a day for the whole year. So it is frustrating, but, but that's what I do. Yeah, and just so folks know, there are really kind of two things going on. One, I, I assume they're generating for peak power in the summer, right? Um, yeah. And then the other thing they're doing is, you know, if you get a lot of rain like you're getting ready to get, they've got to basically make sure they've got enough room upstream to hold the water. Yeah, and that's a that's another good point. Um, what will happen, and actually what's happening right now, you can go look at it, um, is, uh, you know, the GALAC, Ivanhoe and Allisonia gauges have come up uh, in the last day or two, but they haven't come up a ton. Um, but what they'll do there at Radford is, you know, if if it's running 3,000 cubic feet and we're projected to get two inches of rain on Thursday or Friday, um, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday, they may jack up the flow at Radford just to kind of make some, make some room in the lake for that water coming down. Um, even though it hasn't happened yet, sometimes the water happens, uh, sometimes it doesn't. And then they'll cut the flow way back right after, uh, right after they've, they've pushed a lot down river. So that happens. Um, and then again, you know, we had a situation a week or two ago where they were, uh, you know, it's been a month or more since we've really had any kind of significant rain and they'd been running, you know, almost twice as much water out of Radford as they had coming in um, up at Allisonia. And they did that for, for weeks. And so when you see that happening, you can kind of start to anticipate a, a big drop because at some point, you know, you can't, can't run, you can't let go of more water than you got coming in for too long or else you end up with a dry lake. So, um, so yeah, that, that's, that's the thing to pay attention to too, for sure. Yeah, and I guess really kind of the shortcut, if there is such a thing, is to um, is to probably look at your the U.S. Uh, GS gauge probably upstream of you, right, and um, and look for fluctuations in CFS, and then they'll actually have a they'll have a gauge on it too, so you can see what the water level is doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, you know, folks, we love questions at the articulate fly. You can email them to us or you can send them to us on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if we use your question, I'll send you some articulate fly swag and we'll enter in a drawing for something cool for Matt at the end of the season. And like I always do, Matt have to ask you what you're writing for the rural Virginian this week. Yeah, I, uh, I put out a, a article, uh, or coming out this week about the, uh, the uh, upper Shenandoah River watershed um, right now, you know, again, they're getting some rain now too, but um, starting a couple of weeks ago, they were dealing with a fairly serious um, blue-green algae bloom on the upper end of the North Fork of the Shenandoah and, uh, and potentially on the upper end of the South Fork. It never, as far as I know, it never really 
um, bloomed on the South Fork, but the conditions and, and everything were, were right for it. Um, so it's just kind of an explanation of that, kind of a PSA um, as uh, that kind of algae can be dangerous health-wise to people and pets. And, um, a lot of people are out on the river this summer, so um, I felt that was necessary. And hopefully, you know, they get enough rain right now to kind of, you know, cool that water down a little bit, raise the water level a little bit, um, kill that that bloom that's happening. Uh, Well, there you go. And I'll drop a link to that in the show notes. And, uh, you know, folks, uh, we'll have to watch watch the water. And if you do get out, do be safe. But if you can, you owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Matt. All right, thanks, Barbara.